What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Embrace. I am so happy that you're here today. I'm excited for this episode. We're going to be diving into the five lessons that I've learned. I mean, I'm sure there's so many more, but five like crucial lessons that stand out to me the most since moving across the country exactly a year ago from today, October 9th. And like, I just want to say this has been the longest yet shortest year. And like, it's been short. It's been short as hell. I mean, we say it every single year, right? Like when the new year comes, like, oh my God, the year flew by, like what the hell? And I feel like that's just so common every single year. But it's like, I just feel like this year though, like, like dead, like no, this year it flew by. But the reason I say it was like the longest and the slowest is because of everything that I was emotionally feeling throughout this past year. Like, whew, child, like I feel like from February to like April was just like all mushed together, but it was, it just felt very long. But anyways, we're keeping this on the lighter side today and it's very much just like lessons. And if you're someone who is listening and you've either never left, left your hometown, your home state, or even if you just are living where you're living, but you have this, this desire to just like take the fucking leap, or even if it's not in the States, do you know how many people I know that have moved to Bali recently? Okay. Like if you are just being called, even, I hope this episode encourages you to just start taking the steps that you need to take to just take the leap. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say moving across the country wasn't the, one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life and I've ever experienced within this past year, okay? Because there's been a lot of hard moments, but that doesn't mean there wasn't a lot of growth with it that came with it, right? And I think one of the lessons that ties in is like, if I hadn't moved I would have hated, like one of the reasons why I did, I would, I should say, is I did not want to sit with the fear of regretting my decision of not actually doing it. Like if I was still living in Boston, like I came from Boston, if I was still living there today, like I would not be who I am today. I would not be showing up the way that I have. I would not have learned about myself the way that I have. I would not have discovered different ways to love myself, to meet myself, to discover myself in ways that like were really fucking uncomfortable. Like none of that would have happened. So I think that's like one of the things that always takes me back. Like when I do start to have those moments of like, what the fuck did I do? Which that doesn't like come up as often. I would say <laughs> when I did first move, I was like, I can't believe I just did that. Um, not to say like, I don't get homesick. I absolutely do. Like that comes in waves, but knowing that like I would have regretted it and I would have just been sitting in my own little comfortable space if I didn't ever make this move. So number one lesson and like the lesson, if you don't listen to the rest of this episode is catapult yourself into fear, do it. If you're wanting to do something, but it scares the shit out of you, that's exactly why you need to do it because you're going to meet yourself, a version of yourself on the other side that you probably wouldn't meet if you didn't. So life is just too fucking short. Okay. Like life is just too damn short. And if you are thinking about something, stop waiting for the perfect time. You are, you know, damn well, the perfect time is not going to come. Stop waiting for someone to give you permission. Stop waiting for someone to do it with you. If you've been thinking about it and you have the nudge, but there's just a little bit of fear holding you back. There's nothing holding you back. Essentially. Like the fear is 
normal. You can feel it, but it isn't, doesn't have to be something that holds you back. So catapult yourself through that fear, go do the damn thing and discover yourself on the way period. Like that's the episode. That is the episode right there. But no, for real, like getting into the lesson. So five things I do want to say, like reflecting on this past year, like I just want to like have so much gratitude. Like I just want to show so much gratitude to everything and everyone that like allowed me to get here and got me through this past year, like in some really hard moments, like again, like being, I moved by myself. Let me actually give some context. Cause if you don't know, then shit, let me give you some, some detail. I moved across the country by myself. I visited a friend who had just moved here in uh, past May, like May, 2022. I visited for the first time and I had already wanted to move too, but I visited for the first time and I was like, yep, bet. Like, this is it. Like I'm moving to Arizona. Like this is where I'm going to be. And not even a month later, like I was searching for apartments. I found one, I got accepted for it. I signed lease in July. And then I was like, okay, I'm moving in September, which I actually ended up moving in October. Uh, cause September I was doing a lot of traveling. So I did. Yes, I did pay a month of rent and I wasn't here, but I did actually come to visit for a weekend to see my apartment. But anyways, uh, so I moved across the country by myself. I left a boyfriend. I left friends. I left family. I left every single thing that I knew, every single thing that felt safe, every single thing that was familiar to come here. And if you like, if you know me, like if you truly know me, like all of me, that is just not me. That is not something that I would do. Like I am queen. Like I will just, yeah, I'll do things. Like I'll, you know, be courageous and I'll be disciplined to like do things and and succeed and get somewhere. But physically throwing myself into something that like moving across the country is just not something that like I ever thought I would do alone. Like that is the craziest thing. That is the craziest thing that I have done in my entire life is actually picking up and moving. And like, it's not like I wasn't single. Okay. Like I was in a relationship that was like the hardest fucking thing in the world. Um, but it also allowed me to really know what it's like to feel a little bit more on my own and rely on myself a little bit more. So that a huge lesson right there and a huge, like just growth factor for me. But anyways, so I moved across the country by myself, left everything that I knew and, it was really uncomfortable in the beginning. Um, But again, I want to keep this lighter um, and I just want to dive through the lessons. So again, if you're someone who's on the edge, on the fence of doing something like this, I hope this does give you the encouragement to just take the fucking leap because you're never going to be ready. There's never going to be right time. I would say if you have the financial stability to do it, just do it. But first lesson, and I think this is like just you know, goes to say like, of course, this is kind of like an obvious one is getting out of my comfort zone to, and putting myself out there to attract the energy that I wanted in my life. Okay. I moved here with knowing only one person and, you know, I, in like kind of cultivating a little bit of like a, a a little Arizona family, which I'm so grateful for my people out here. Shout out to you. If you do listen, cause you know who you are. Um, but essentially like, I didn't know anybody else. Like, and I work from home. My business is online. Like I coach online. If I, I could wake up and come walk a few steps over to my desk, go to work or do my work and then walk my ass back to bed and go to sleep and then do it again and again and again for an entire year. Like, I don't have to go anywhere, right? 
And for me, like, I definitely love working from coffee shops and stuff like that. But even so, like, I'm someone that's very to myself. Like, I just like being in my own little world. Like, when I'm at the gym, I'm in my own little world. When I'm at a coffee shop, like, I'm typically in my own little world unless I'm with a friend. Like, I'm not really – not that I'm not approachable. Um, I know I do kind of have, like, an RBF that I'm trying to work on that I've worked on a little bit more. Like, I am a little bit more friendly. I smile more. I do all the things. But – I'm still to myself. Like I went just like quick little thing. I went on a walk yesterday and it's like this community out here in Phoenix called like Phoenix babes who walk. And it's literally dopest fucking thing ever. Every city should have this, but um, it was kind of like a community where it's like they post every single Sunday, they host a walk, they post the coordinates, you show up to the location and it's like hundreds of women just most of them showing up by themselves, just go for a walk. And a lot of them did recently like move here and they're just trying to meet new people and make new friends. So like something like that, like I was at the walk and for the first like five, 10 minutes, I was kind of just walking by myself and not talking to anybody. And then I was like, okay. (laughs) And then, you know, it was open, like opening myself up. And then I started talking to people. I met some really cool girls and like, that was cool. But like, you know, biggest thing is like, I'm just to myself. I'm not that type of person that usually initiates conversation. Like I, you know, I'm more introverted, but I'm also just like, that's a safe zone for me, like just staying to myself. So I was not ever going to attract the people that I wanted or the friends that I wanted in my life by doing that. So I had to put myself out there. Like, that's a big thing. If whether you're moving or not, like if you, let's say you're outgrowing your friends, let's say you've outgrown your friend group, and you're evolving and you're changing and you want to start doing different things, learning different things. You have to put yourself out there. It is not going to fall in your lap. Like you have to get out of your house, get out of your apartment, get out of your little comfort zone, put yourself out there and talk to people. But one thing for me is like, I knew that my energy had to match. So it's one thing to like go out there and be like, okay, like I'm putting myself in the space to attract people. And like, I'm there, I'm at the coffee shop, I'm at the park, I'm at the gym, I'm, I'm here, I'm physically here. So like, you know, it's going to happen. Like, no, your energy has to match that. So, you know, whether it's wearing something specific that makes you feel good and makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel like outgoing or whatever, like let's say you're going on a first date or let's say you're going out and you want to meet a guy, like you're going to wear something that makes you feel flirty. Same idea when you're trying to make meet friends, like wear something that is just going to allow you to feel yourself and feel authentic. So that's a big one. And also just like embodying the energy. So it's like, if you want to meet a friend that is really kind and really just wholesome and accepting, like you have to embody that same energy. So I knew, you know, I couldn't just go out there and just be to myself. I had to open myself up. I had to open my heart to receive this type of energy and I had to be the energy. So I've met people in the gym. I've had girls come up to me and, you know, then we ended up being friends. We ended up doing a photo shoot together. I've met other girls that like, we just got, we exchanged numbers at the end just because we're, you know, talking. So just things like that, like making sure you're embodying the energy that you want to receive in your life. You have to be that first. Um, so that was a big one. And then also going out to like coffee shops, like I would just make a point to compliment people. I would definitely like, honestly, like any, any friends that I've met or were either in the gym or like through Instagram. Um, and I'll explain that in a second, but like also just like meeting people just so I could just shift my energy a little bit more. Like I would compliment girls like on their outfit on, you know, what they were wearing or like what they were eating. I was like, Oh my God, that looks so good. I want to order it. What is that? 
you know, just little things like that, just getting myself comfortable to just like say things like, and it's like one thing, like, it's interesting for me. It's like, I'm a coach, right? So like a lot, often I say to myself, like, girl, why is this so uncomfortable to you? Like you meet new people all the time. You talk to people, you connect with them, you get deep. So why are you so uncomfortable? So, so it's just something that I'm like working on as far as like just going out in public and just talking to strangers. Um, but uh, when it comes to like meeting most of my friends through Instagram, like one of my best friends that I met out here, I, we were like on a masterclass one day. Uh, we were just like on the same masterclass. And I just remember like the person asked the host asking like, you know, everyone to drop where they're from. And I saw Phoenix, Arizona. And I was like, Oh my God, I like literally found this girl's Instagram. I DM'd her and I was like, Hey, like, I love your energy, blah, 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 blah. And then here we are. I don't know how many months later. We are, she's one of my closest friends out here. I love her to death. Like she's a huge part of my growth as well. And she is the energy that I wanted to have in my life. And I had to also be that energy to attract that energy. And we met up, like I messaged her, I think like the next day we met up at a coffee shop. And then ever since we've just been connecting. So I love that. Um, And then live events, like that was another one is I went to one live event. Like, let me not sit here and say and act like I've been to live events all the time, but there was like one live networking event that I went to me and my friend. Um, and it was like a networking event for like entrepreneurs, which is really dope. Like Arizona has this thing called Arizona entrepreneurs and they host events, I think every month. Um, and you just go, you just network, you just meet people, whether it's like business deals, whether it's just connecting, collabing, now being a mindset coach, being a life coach, like, of course I want to connect with other like, like-minded individuals and amongst all like the marketing, you know, media managers and consultants and stuff like that, there was one other life coach that I met and also a massage therapist that is really cool. Went to her. She's awesome but also another life coach that I met who is also a really good friend of mine today as well. And we met very recently. So again, like anyone that I've met and like established a relationship with is from those, is from those times that I've like truly put myself out there. Like just DMing someone, you know, is really uncomfortable sometimes. It's like, Hey, I saw you were in this masterclass. Like you seem really cool. I love your energy. Like she could have read that and not said anything. Like, or I could go to this event and like at the beginning I was super uncomfortable, but I still like connected with them now again. So it's like getting out of your comfort zone, putting yourself out there and, you know, also embodying the energy that you want in your life. Like you have to make sure that you put yourself in the position to attract that. And I feel like that was like a five minute spiel on that one lesson. So I'll keep the other ones a little bit shorter, but like, that's a big one. And I know so many people struggle with that. Like, I know so many people struggle with that because it's so uncomfortable. It's awkward, whatever. But like, it doesn't have to be that way. It's only going to be that way if you perceive it that way and you project onto it that way, right? So shift the narrative, you know, just tell yourself like, I'm a bad bitch. I have great energy. Like I am a kind person. I'm a kind, genuine, authentic human being. And I want to go out there and meet the same type of people. Go out there and attract that energy. But you have to be that energy first. Okay, lesson number two is kind of what I mentioned a little bit earlier with like not wanting to fear, like fearing, regretting, not doing it. But with that is like the fact that I did come is I had to rediscover myself. Okay. The fact that I moved across the countries and essentially had to recreate my identity and not in the way of like, okay, I just left a city. Like now I have to just like recreate who I am. Like not in that sense. I had to shed 
who I was. I, I'm not the same person I got off the plane a year ago. I am not that person anymore. So I like went through a lot of shedding layers and shedding identities and ego deaths to be who I am now. And I had to do that. I didn't know that was going to happen, but that was a big lesson that I learned after the fact, after I was going through it is like, I actually did have to rediscover myself and rediscover who I was when you're stripped or when I was stripped of everything that felt familiar. And I know that kind of sounds aggressive as if like I like was forced to move here, but essentially that's what it is. Like I moved away from everything that I ever knew, like lifestyle, culture, vibe, energy, everything is completely different in Arizona than it is in New England. Like, and if you've been to the West coast and East coast, especially New England, like, you know, exactly what that's like. So I really did have to shed identities. I had to shed belief systems. I had to, you know, not think like, oh, I have to, you know, be to myself. Like I, in Boston, in the East Coast, like most people are to themselves. Like they kind of just keep to themselves and they keep to their grind and that's kind of it. And that's just what I'm kind of used to because it's what I grew up around essentially. So here, like, no, people are open. People want to connect with you. People want to collab with you. People want to get to know you, even if they're just a stranger walking by you on the street. So I had to change everything. I had to just change who I was because I wanted to be able to comfortably be in that type of environment. So of course, like you don't have to, I'm not saying you have to, but for me, I did because of the life that I wanted to be able to live out here, but for sure, rediscovering who I was. I mean, I went from living with a partner for, you know, three years and also being around friends, being around just like an area that was just comfortable to me. And then to not be around that, to be stripped of that. Yes, you're going to rediscover yourself. Yes, you're going to find parts of you, rediscover parts of you that were probably buried for years because now you're in an environment where like everything is new. Like you have to rediscover, you have to recreate your routines and your life. And with doing that, at least from my experience, like there was past versions of me that came up that I didn't even know were there that I had to go through. And like, that can be a whole nother episode, but it was really about like accepting like, okay, like the version of me that was in Boston isn't, doesn't fit the version of me anymore. Like that does not fit here. Like that hasn't, there's no room for that. That's actually going into my other lesson, but just a little spiel on that too, is like rediscovering who you are and rediscovering who you need to be to now step into this new life and this new identity, because I wasn't going to come here just to be the same person. That's no, we ain't doing that. So that was a big one. Lesson number three. Okay. This one's huge guys. Energetic ties, cutting energetic ties with people, with things, whatever it is that you're running away from, even if it's yourself. Okay. You can be thousands of miles away and that still isn't enough to keep you from the things that you're avoiding or running away from. Energy is energy. You can still have energetic ties with, like I said, people, with things, things from yourself. Like, let's say you did something that you're ashamed of and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave because I want to forget that that ever happened. No, that's going to follow you. That is going to follow you. So it is up to you to energetically cut the ties with those things. Now, for me, it was, it was a lot of different things. Again, it was tendencies of my own. Uh, you know, it was just like past experiences, things that have happened, you know, things that I've done, things that I've like, just thought like literally things that I've thought in my mind. Like I thought like, okay, you know, I'm moving across the country. Like every doubt that I carried, every past experience, every fear that I had, you know, boundaries that maybe I didn't uphold in certain relationships. Like 
we're just going to let go of that. Like I'm, I'm moving across the country. I'm starting over like, cool. No bitch. Like that shit is going to follow you if you don't handle it, if you don't face it. So that was a big thing. Like I had like a good three month span of facing my demons because I thought I cut those off. I thought I let go of it, but cutting it off and energetically cutting the tie two very different things. Okay. Just because you don't like talk to someone anymore, or just because you don't engage in something anymore or consume certain things anymore, like energetically, it might still be tied to you. So you just because you're moving, don't let that be, don't let running away from something or avoiding something be the reason that you're moving. Cause I guarantee you those demons will show up. <laughs> um, but the biggest lesson that I also want to add to that too, is like, instead of cutting things, energetic ties with things from a place of like shame or guilt or just anything, you know, like a negative emotion, I learned how to do that with love, like release things with love. And that is a lesson that I've probably experienced more recently with like really finding my faith and my faith in God and like being able to look at things from a place of love and not resentment and not anger and not sadness, like looking at it from love. And it's like, this doesn't serve me. This does not serve me. And again, like this is not, you know, I'm not like necessarily using a specific example. It's anything that you may have to let go of. It's like, this doesn't serve me. And like, thank you so much for being there when you were, you served the purpose that you did. And like, that doesn't serve me anymore. So I'm going to cut ties with it. Like I release it but with love. And I think when you do it with, from a place of love, like that's when you fully release yourself from whatever it is that you need to let go of. Like that's when you fully like actually separate from it. Like you actually cut the cords from it. So that was like a big one for me is like really the energetic ties of the things that I think we're keeping me down. Like, honestly, we're keeping me, we're pulling me down. Like any moment that I ever was like, oh my God, you know, why am I here? Why did I move here? It was an old part of me trying to keep me safe. Like trying to, you know, get me back to go, to go back, getting me to go back to what felt safe and familiar. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't necessarily like it's, you can call that sabotage, but again, it's not necessarily sabotage when it's that part thinking that it's safe but I had to also discern between safety and knowing that it did not serve me. Like it just, it, it wasn't for me anymore. Like I needed to let it go. And I can even feel that in my chest as I say it, but I release it with so much love and like being able to release things with love. That is powerful. That is powerful. And I, I think I'll probably do another episode on how to actually do that. Yes. Mm downloads we're having here. Okay. Lesson number four, grieving is bound to happen. Grieving a past life, grieving a past version of you, shedding an old identity, kind of like my last one a little bit, um, is necessary in order for you to move forward and grow. Okay. Like those old ways of thinking, those old ways of living, those old ways of being, it does not fit. It didn't, it was not going to fit the version of me that I was meant to be by being here. And that same goes for you. Like if you are, you know, stepping into a new chapter of life, whether it's moving, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a career, okay, like those ways of thinking and living and being like they are not going to fit the version of you that you need to be to fully embody this new chapter. 
Like it does not, there's no room for that. And that was something for me too. It's like, I've grieved my past life so many times, like living where I did, you know, being friends with who I was friends with being closer to family. It's like, you know, just almost like, I, I, I don't want to say I, I have overcome codependency, like codependency was something that I definitely struggled with for a while. But I want to say like, when I was working through in therapy, like I was able to really work through that. I don't want to say it was really from a codependent standpoint. It was just like safety, like, oh my God, like that, that was my security. Like I, that was my security blanket. I need to go back to it. Like, and just the ways of thinking and being like that just wasn't going to allow me to, evolve here. Like thinking that way and being that way was not going to let me evolve here. So I grieved. And again, like I kind of honored that, like, I didn't really understand it at first. Like it was just so heavy and it was debilitating. But when I started to actually let go and surrender to the grief and allow myself to feel it, cause that's what I needed to do. I was able to just grieve it with love, like grieve it with grace and giving it to God. Like, you know, just understanding like, yes, I was going to have some days and some moments where it's like, damn, like I, and like, that's what grief is, right? Like there is no timeline with grief. It still comes up, like I said, but even so it gets to be a really beautiful thing because you get to see like, okay, like all of these things, they, they serve me up until this point, but again, like there's no room for that anymore. So I get to let you go. I get to shed you and I get to now step into what it is, like the version of me that I am supposed to be. And for three months, I resisted that. I resisted needing to let go. I resisted needing to shed and like kill a part of myself, like my old ego. Right. But once I was like in the moment, it, it was not beautiful in the moment. It was very painful. But when I was able to actually understand the purpose of it all, the purpose of grieving and shedding an old identity. Like now I can look back and like, I understand why I went through all, all the turmoil that I did. I understand why I went through all of those emotions and I praise God for all of it. I praise God for every really difficult moment that I had. And I praise him just the same for every really beautiful moment that I have, like a joyful moment. And Ooh, like that's the biggest thing. Like that's been the power, most powerful thing is like really grieving an old version of me, an old life that was just never going to suit me. Like it was never going to allow me to really grow and expand. And I'm still growing. Like I'm not at all where I want to be in any area of my life. However, I wouldn't be where I am now mentally. And like, when I say mentally, it's like the way that I think my thought process, my way of like, okay, when shit hits the fucking fan, how am I dealing with this? Like the way that I would have dealt with that in the past does not serve the version of me that I want to be. So the fact that like I went through all of that and now, and I've been able to grow through it now when like things kind of happen, like my way of thinking is so much more expansive and like that would have never happened had I not moved and been forced to face certain things and face versions of myself. So I am grateful for the grieving process for sure. Okay. Last and final lesson. And this one's like a little bit more wholesome and I feel like some may really understand it and some may not, but, um, this one is your home is in your heart. Your home is in your heart. And, you know, just kind of like 
you know, unrelated to my specific lesson, but I think obviously home is different, you know, to different people. Like home is very, very different to different people, you know, whether it's like, you know, home is where your family is and home is just wherever your body is. Home is where your soul is like home is, you know, a memory, whatever it is like to me and what I've really, really discovered. And what I think honestly is true is home is in your heart and it's not what's safe. Home is not what's safe. No matter how many times my ego tried to pull me into convince me into thinking like, no, like home is where safety is. Home is where familiarity is. Home is East Coast. Home is Boston, Massachusetts, Cape Cod. That is home. This isn't home. Like I've had so many moments here in Arizona, here in my apartment where I'm like, this is not home. I don't feel at home. I mentioned this in an episode recently. That's my ego trying to protect me. Home is not a, is not a physical place. Home is in your heart. Home is the space that you create for yourself in your own heart. And it took me probably 360 out of the 365 days to fully understand what that means. Like to fully actually understand and get it and embody it and embrace it. Like that's my biggest lesson as of recent is like home is in my heart. I can create my home within myself. Okay. Like, and I, I am home when I'm here. I'm home when my heart feels good. My heart feels whole. My heart feels light. That is home. And what does that entail when I'm around certain people? Like to shout out some names, like Shanika, my dearest friend, Kaylee, Melissa, like Amanda and Lloyd and my, and, and Floyd, my Arizona family, like home is where my, where I feel at home. Okay. So that's where I feel at home here, even in my apartment when I'm cuddled on my couch with my little baby, Oliver, like that is home, like home when I'm laying out by the pool and I'm reading my book and I'm just like, just basking in the fucking sun and feeling so good. Like, and my heart feels so good. That is home. When I'm getting on my plane, I'm, I'm flying home this weekend. When I get on the plane and I'm, I know I'm flying to Boston, like there's never been a time where I'm like dreading it. I'm sad about it. I don't care how cold it is. Like it's not going to be that cold now, but like even in the past, like when I, when I went back, like in the winter, like that is home, that feeling is home. Home is a feeling and home lives inside your heart. And like I said, it took me so long to really understand that and to really discover that. And God helped me do that. Like Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, he helped me actually understand that. Like he, I think, sent me that lesson because I was, you know, going through a lot recently and in my own head. And like, it was just really hard to feel safe anywhere until I understood. I was like, it kind of came to me. I was like, home is in is in my heart. So those are my five. Now I'm sure there's, you know, so many more, but these are the, the five lessons that really stood out in the past year of reflecting in this past year. And I hope this just, it helps anyone. Like, again, this doesn't even have to apply if you're trying to move or if you're in a new city or wherever, you know, this can apply in any area of your life if it does hit home for you. So I hope that you enjoyed this. If you do have any questions about any of these lessons or about my experience specifically with moving, if, you know, it's something that you want to do, I would love to help you. I would love to support you. I mean, like I said, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't easy, like, or sorry, it wasn't hard. It was definitely one of the hardest things, but I'm here 
Like I am here. I am living. I am a whole new version of myself. Like I said, I am not who I was October 9th, 2022, hopping on a plane from Boston and landing here at 12 PM. Like I'm just, I'm not that girl anymore. I'm not her. And I love her to death. Like she got me here. She got me here. And everything that she went through to now for me, for her to be who she is, me, current me right now is how we got here. So it's been, it's been a journey, like ebbs and flows. Like I, I, if you expected to go through this episode and think like it was going to be all, you know, rainbow and sunshines and like these epic things and like, like, no, like I'm like, this is very just real life and it's beautiful and it was worth it. And again, like everything, like you have to go through pain. You have to go through pressure for diamonds to be formed. Right. So I think that's a good place to end, but I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Like I said, please reach out if you need anything. If you have any questions, follow me on Instagram at Sarah Miranda. It's actually Sarah Miranda, two A's dot underscore. Cause that's another episode, but we are no longer Sarah Miranda fit. Okay. Cause we're not fitting into any one box. We are so much more than that, but I will catch you guys on the next episode.